I'm Hillary. And I'm Sandra. Coming up on the Quick and the Dirty podcast, we're going to talk to a serial cheater. Uh, yeah, we actually found a guy who is willing to admit that he consistently and often cheats on his wife and she has never found out about it. Why would somebody do that? We're going to find out. The Quick and the Dirty Podcast with Hillary Welch and Sandra Plagakis. So, Sandra, I was just reading this article in Cosmo magazine about uh, being on top and how sometimes you can feel kind of awkward when you're on top as a lady. Yeah. And it's also going viral on Twitter right now that the way to make sure everybody has a good time when ladies on top is uh, to draw the word coconut with your hips. What like Oh, like do the motions with your body? Yeah. So you like kind of rotate your hips to write out the word <laughs> coconut and everybody comes. Come on. That is the theory. Come on. For real? But it makes sense. Like the word coconut's not hard to spell. Yes. And like, think about the rounded letters. So if you are sitting right now. I am. And I, I feel like people in their cars are going to be doing this with their hips and it's going to get real awkward real fast. Okay. But now think about using your left hip to draw a C. Oh, that feels good. <laughs> and then use your right hip to draw an O. Yeah. Then a C with your left hip. It's like a good motion okay. because they're all rounded letters. So you continue. I'm getting the N. <laughs> if you have an orgasm right now, this is going to get really <laughs> awkward. But can I just, okay, I, I'm not having one, first of all. Can I just clear that up? But it feels good. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that it feels just, pretty good sitting here doing that. Now, is there a speed in which you have to go? There's no details on that. It's Twitter. It's like, how many characters do we have to, to give these instructions? So by, okay, no. by the time you finish spelling coconut, everybody's supposed to get off? Or do you just have to keep going or through like it? Or like multiple times, okay. whatever. But it makes sense. Because sometimes when you're on top, you're like, what, do I ride him like a pony? Like, what do I do here? <laughs> you know, it's funny that when you, when you first start having sex, the key is to be with a partner who knows what they're doing. And sometimes when you start out, nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> right? Because everybody's young and everyone's like, I ah. still don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you are, um, you know, when I was, uh, what was I, 20 years old, I dated a guy who was in his early 30s. And that was helpful. <laughs> Somewhat. Yeah. yeah. There's no, like, I mean, things have come a long way from when we were first starting out in the dating world, but still, there's so much misinformation out there. I'm going to give this a try. I'll have to give you the update on how it goes, but we'll see. What if you only get to Coco? <laughs> <laughs> Cocoon. <laughs> then you must be really good. That's all I have to say. So Hillary and I have always wanted to do an episode about serial cheating, but it's not easy to find someone who admits to being a serial cheater unless that is you go on FetLife which is exactly what we did of course of course right so and, and who is willing to have an open and honest conversation with us about his serial cheating so please welcome to the quick and the dirty podcast some guy named Al <laughs> we found on FetLife hello Al <laughs> Hello, that's not the first time I've been referred to as that by two ladies, by the way. <laughs> Some guy. 
so much fun. Al, thank you for joining us. I guess, I guess there's so many places to start, but the first is a big question. Why do you cheat? I mean, I guess because I want to is it's really where it comes from. I mean, there's it's a very long question or a very short question or answer. Um, I mean, it didn't start out as like an intentional thing. It was just more of, you know, everybody has needs. And at a certain point, you kind of take a, an analysis of your relationship and, you know, you look around at other people's relationships and you think, okay, well, 80% of this is great, better than what I'll find. But that other 20% is something that is just, I need. Um, and then it happens. And then you, you obviously you go on FetLife and online dating sites or whatever, and you, you find people to cheat with. Honestly, very rarely from from FetLife. It's uh, I mean, honestly, I'm more there just for the people and pictures and all that stuff. But um, it, it's usually more of a, uh, just playing things by ear, um, and then just kind of finding somebody, and then it it starts with like like a slippery slope. Like you make kind of like one little off the cuff comment, you know, and you see where they respond and then another, and then, you know, you get to a certain point where you've already crossed enough lines and you just open up the subject and Hey. So let me ask you, uh, first of all, about your marital situation or your, um, you know, partnering situation. You are married Mm -hmm. to a woman. Yes, I am. Yes. And how many years have you been married? Uh, Creeping up on 15. Okay. And you have children. And you have, and when did you start cheating on your wife? Um, I mean, I guess the day before our wedding. Fuck's sakes. Seriously? Sorry. No judgment here, Al. (laughs) (laughs) So going into your wedding day, you already knew that this really wasn't the lifestyle for you. No, there was just a situation that I thought was just kind of a one-time mistake. And then a few years after the fact, it wasn't. So, I mean, I guess we'll start there. There was just a drunken interaction with somebody on the bridal party. So, and, and sorry, did that continue after the wedding? No, not uh, like seven years later once. Right. But here's but my it, question. It once was, you start cheating, I feel like does something trigger in your brain or change in your brain and it makes it just easier and easier and easier to do it? It, it, it definitely clicks. It's not like an easier and easier, but it's, um, it, it, it's almost like you kind of compartmentalize things and that's just kind of like one door that when the time is right, you kind of open it up. Um, and I mean, there's definitely like, it's not, it's not a constant. There's, there's been years where uh, I haven't. And then there's been other times where, I mean, situations kind of aligned and then um, I mean, randomly kind of the two older girl from high school moved back to the area, you know, 15 years later, 17 years later. And, then all of a sudden, legitimately just helping with like a, a work-related thing. And, um, you know, one thing led to another where I kind of got the vibe that she was flirting. And then I was at her house with her and one of her friends for a couple of times. So such is things. So do you, did you, when you first started cheating on your not even wife, sorry, I, I sound very judgmental, but I'm not. I'm just trying to lay down this sort of um, timeline for things. Did you feel guilt? At first, and do you still feel guilt? Oh, yeah. Oh, a lot. Like, I mean, honestly, in that situation, it was um, it was a lot. But it was just one of those things where at that point, it was just like it, was, it wasn't going to happen again. I mean, the person was not even from this state. So um, 
I mean, it just kind of seemed like to just like come clean about that was just kind of like dumping my stuff out just to kind of relieve my burden of guilt. Um, and then, you know, try to make things work um, and just see, I mean, the, the, there was a, a promise of, what's to say this, um, with my wife, it was more of, uh, well, once we get married, kind of all of the hangups I have are going to go away because it's just, I feel like we're supposed to be married first. And I was like, okay, I mean, this is a great relationship with deception and sex stuff, so I can do that. Um, that sounds reasonable. And then it wasn't. In fact, things kind of regressed a little bit from there. Well, um, I mean, when we just... get married, we make all these promises to ourselves about everything that might be wrong with the marriage or the relationship. You tell yourself, well, it's going to be different. We're going to be married now. So whatever. But at the end of the day, it's just a goddamn piece of paper and people don't change and um, relationships don't change yeah. all of a sudden because you get married. That's mm-hmm. the lie we all tell ourselves on our wedding day. Sorry, I, I am lumping myself in because me too. I mean, it was not perfect on my wedding day. And I, I, I too said, well, it'll, you know, whatever problems we had, it'll be magically fixed. But that's not the case. But can I just go back for a second, uh, Al, because you said something about like, I'm sorry, did your wife find out or not? No, she did not. She did not. Okay. And you just figured, okay, well, I, it, you know, when you said that story, it actually made me think of this, this question, this age old question that we ask. If you could go and have an affair on your significant other with some hottie in a random place and you knew 100% that they would never, ever, ever find out, would you do it? I think the answer that people would give for the most part would surprise a lot of people. I think the answer would be almost 100% is what I think. I think it depends how much guilt you carry, though. Like, I think, don't you think, Sandra, that if, if it would eat you up inside, it wouldn't be worth it? Yeah. I, again, I don't know. I really don't know if it would eat eat people up inside or not. It doesn't eat a lot of people up because you just bury it and you let it go and you figure most people, I mean, I I remember I, I listened to this podcast from Esther Perel. Most people don't feel guilty about the the affairs that they have. Most people feel guilty because they got caught and they hurt their significant other, but they don't ever actually feel guilty about doing it. So let me ask you, were you guilty about doing it, uh, Al, or were you more guilty about the possibility of your wife finding out and hurting her? Uh, I think the first time it was uh, about doing it because it was kind of more of a, wow, really? Like, this is what I do? Um, Because I had had, you know, other relationships where I had, uh, it wasn't even cheating. It was more of we were on a break, um, you know, but the first time in this, relationship it being that was kind of a little bit disheartening um but after that yeah it, it's more about the relationship i mean even honestly fiscally like it, it's the dollars and cents um and i think that's kind of the side that a lot of people don't really they don't want to own up to um with marriages in general is that like it is just a piece of paper and a lot of times it's just like you've got a steady stable income from somebody that you can get along with um and especially when you throw kids in the mix like it just makes things not necessarily better, but more stable. And I mean, there's all kinds of research out there about it. Like, you know, that, that having that dedicated, not dedicated, but planable kind of second person, second income, um, just lets you plan better both for your yourself and for, you know, your kids. Um, so I think a lot of people, it, it's like disrupting that side of things you- um, is where it comes from, because, you know, every time you're doing it, you run the risk of messing that up. And it's not just, it's not just you, it's, you know, and now it's not even just your partner. It's, um, 
you know, your family. So open relationships have become more common in this day and age. Do you think like if it were more acceptable at the time, because like 15 years ago, I don't think that people were as open and uh, it wasn't as acceptable. But if you were to go back now, do you think you would have searched for a partner who would have been open to that sort of relationship, knowing that you aren't capable of the monogamy? Yeah, absolutely. Are you without a doubt? Are you are you actually saying you are physically incapable of monogamy? Like you are not built that way? Um, I think it's really hard. And it's really unfulfilling in some ways. Um, um, right. Well, it depends on how you look at it. Because, you know, I know people who are happily married and I know people who are unhappily married who cheat. And the people who are happily yeah. married um, recognize that, um, yes, they're never going to have butterflies again with their significant other. Yes, their, uh, you know, their marital bed isn't the hottest place even remotely in their community. But they have something far deeper. They have this connection with another human being that really just supersedes all of it. So it's really a matter of what you consider to be a successful relationship. Do you put more weight on the physical, I guess? I mean, I don't know if I necessarily put more weight on it, but I just feel that, um, I mean, those, you know, those those meaningful kind of uh, soul connecting relationships don't, I mean, you can have those outside of a relationship just as well as you can have, you know, physical intimacy with somebody outside of a relationship. So um, I think of the two, it, it, at least society accepts more the the physical side of things um, is something that you're supposed to do in a relationship, not outside of a relationship. But I mean, even the, you know, the growth of like the, the whole like work wife or work spouse or that whole awful phrase, but the whole idea of that is really just somebody that, you know, you already have interest in the line because so many of us, you know, with our careers there, um, well, I don't want to say so many of us, but just with a percentage of people, you know, your, your careers is something you feel passionate about. Um, so someone else who also shares that passion, it's very easy for you to become um, connected on a, a different level that doesn't necessarily have to lead to intimacy, um, physical intimacy, but there's definitely uh, a connection there. If that makes sense. I feel like I kind of got off topic a little bit. So do you have a physical and intimate connection with your wife? Yes, to an extent. So you're getting it at home, just just not as much or maybe as wild as you would like? I mean, it's not what I would even really define as fulfilling at home. Uh, there's a lot of struggles in that area just because, um, you know, it, it's kind of like her perception is she's compromising by... I don't know, putting heels on and, and getting her nails done. And then to me, that's like, that's like a compromise of a compromise of a compromise. So uh, to her, she's going 60% and she wants me to come 40. But to me, it's, you know, she's going 10% and I'm coming 70. I don't know what you mean by that. So, and so, so what do you want out of physical intimacy and what does, she, what yeah. are her expectations? Like, what is she not providing? I mean, her idea of like a, a perfect intimate evening is, is, something cliche out of the 50s that never really existed like lights off under the sheets um missionary position for a little bit no no foreplay at all um and it's just so one-dimensional and honestly boring i mean yeah there's been no no growth of our like sex lives in the entirety of our relationship 
Well, you know, are you it, not it, able to um, like evolve and talk about it, go to therapy? Like, have you tried any other options? We we have, um, but it it turned into a situation where there was a lot. It, it was either um, she felt kind of that her beliefs were being questioned, or we would get to a, a ther- another therapist where it was more of um, I was almost being shamed for my um, experiences and interests. So it was um, we never really found a, a middle ground with a lot of that, but um, it was very. I mean, having gone to therapy for, for other things in the past, um, like our therapy for that was, it didn't feel right in a lot of ways. I mean, there'd be a lot of, you know, my spouse would uh, be in agreement or, you know, be okay with things while we were there. And then we'd get into the car and then it would be, why, why did you agree to that? Why do you, why do you have us, why well, we shouldn't have to do, try this or do that, um, so it was causing more trouble than it, it was solving. Yeah. And then if your wife's idea of a sexual relationship is like the 1950s, very low key, uh, what is your ideal? Like, what would be the line where you would be happy? That's a that's an interesting question, because it's one of those things where it's like when your your needs are like, re, I wouldn't say repressed, but, but just not met. Like, it kind of snowballs. Like, it, it builds and builds and builds. Um, but... I mean, definitely like reciprocated oral both both ways, uh, just really an exploration of each other. And, um, you know, there's something, whether it's just playful, whatever, it can be role playing. It could be like a little bit of like bondage or a little, you know, just anything just to kind of like show that we're like, you know, pushing, exploring, pushing boundaries, like growing together sexually. Do you think that she would be surprised to hear that you cheat on her? No. But she doesn't know for a fact. But she doesn't know for a fact. I mean, I think that um, she's aware that things aren't good. Um, and What I'm saying is that you don't have an I agreement mean, where you can go out and play whenever the hell you want. You're doing it in secret. She doesn't know about it, but you're running under the assumption that she knows. But technically, she doesn't. I feel like she wouldn't be surprised if she heard about it. Um, Do you know, can I tell you about this weird yeah. conversation that I had with somebody recently? Um, I have a, a, a friend who was telling me that, uh, and we were talking about the subject of cheating because I was, you know, saying that we we had a guest coming up who is a serial cheater. And she said that mm-hmm. if a couple and let's say uh, a man or a wife are not or whoever are not having uh, open sex with each other and let's say she doesn't like sex or he doesn't like sex, she said it stands to reason that the other person will understand and therefore must forgive affairs because if you aren't open in your sex life, what the fuck do you think your spouse is going to do with that? I mean, that's just like a basic human need. So I don't know. It sound, I don't I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I'm, I'm just saying that uh, you're saying that she wouldn't be surprised, but I still think that people would be surprised about those kinds of things. You know what I mean? You live mm-hmm. in your comfortable little bubble and you don't think of your person outside of that bubble. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that there's something just because I am, um, I'm much more outgoing and I'm, you know, pretty charismatic and all of those types of things. So there's definitely been situations, I mean, depending on where she's feeling about her self-esteem, like, you know, she even doesn't like, you know, just going out, like, you know, that stopped even before the kids, like, you know, just really going out to the bars or or something like that, meeting up with people or things like that, just because, um, 
she got kind of self-conscious about some things. Um, so, I mean, I think I don't, I wouldn't say that, it, you know, it would be something where she was like, oh yeah, I knew that was going to happen, but I don't think she would be surprised, which isn't to mean that she wouldn't be, you know, devastated. Um, and I think just to, to comment on what your, uh, I don't know, friend or, or the, the person that you talked about, um, I think that in an ideal world, she's correct, but I think it's just a lot of, of egos and pride that, that kind of keeps people from a lot of that. Um, you know, when I come up, I mean, I would be totally fine. I've even said it before. Like, I honestly wish my wife would like cheat just to go try some things. And, you know, because it's one of those things where having known people and, you know, like I said, circle back with some people, you know, years later or whatever, like you kind of see that things that people say no to at a certain point, um, it, it, most people kind of, when you're in a new relationship, or whatever, like, you know, that one thing that somebody's really into, you're like, okay, I'll try it. But, you know, love it or like it or love it or hate it, you know, you're kind of like, oh, well, I tried that part. Um, but then the more you're with other people, you kind of try some of these other things and you explore and you find out, oh, okay, well, this thing I said no to 10 years ago, that's crazy. I should have said yes to that, like, right then. I mean, um, like, no. So, you know, I, I kind of wish that she did have more experience because it, it, it you know, like you, you have like that first initial kind of jump with somebody where you'll kind of try a little bit more than maybe you would in a committed relationship. Because there's less on the line. I think the more committed and the more the more you have invested in a relationship, the scarier it is to bring something new in because we're all terrified of rejection. And, and, and women especially, that whole like, you know, the slut Madonna complex thing where, you know, they're, they feel, you know, society kind of pushes on them to, you know, to, to flaunt their sexuality, but also, you know, don't be a whore, you know, and, and that like ridiculous fuzzy gray line that doesn't really exist except for when people are trying to, you know, control somebody. Um, you know, it definitely can make it more difficult when you're in a relationship with somebody that's, you know, quote unquote, like husband material or dateable or whatever compared to, to someone that you're just dating. Yeah. You know, um, there's a, I know everybody's situation is different and everybody has their own reasons for doing what they do, but there is a common feeling about why women cheat and why men cheat. They say that women uh -huh. only cheat when they are unhappy in a relationship. Women don't cheat for sport. That's not how typically, again, this is, these are huge generalizations. I have no idea if it's true, but they, they say that's, that's the, the motive for a woman is that she cheats because she's unhappy. Her husband is not uh, making her happy she, or whatever, her spouse, I should mm -hmm. say. And men, happy men, they say, in fact, do cheat. Men don't cheat for the same reasons that women cheat apparently is what I've heard, uh, men cheat because they just love attention. They love the chase. They love, uh, mm -hmm. they love all of those things. Um, I, I, I tend to think women love those things too. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But we it all love to feel like we're attractive and who that doesn't, who we all love attention. You can get away with it or, you know, but yes. I, it, everybody has their own level of comfort as to how far they want to take that. Right. So yeah. you don't sound like you are happy. Are you happy or not happy? I mean, it depends on the day. Uh, Fair enough. I'm a okay. Bit different and, um, because I do need a connection just because like if I'm going to like uh, I can get like great vanilla sex from a, a you know beautiful person inside of my relationship. So it's got to be like something a little bit different. Um, and there's there's an element of the chase, but it's more of just kind of like 
you know, whatever specific kink or interest or whatever that, that kind of strikes my, my fancy. Or I know. Well, I, I totally get that. It's also oh. about butterflies because mm-hmm. once, you, once you've been with someone for a long time, those butterflies are long gone and you got to make do with what you got and you gotta, you've got to work hard to keep it spicy for sure. Yeah. Uh, and people who I guess have un, are unable to achieve that have affairs. That's the way I see it anyway. And they still want that, uh, that feeling of butterflies in their stomach and the chase and the excitement of meeting somebody new uh, without wanting to actually build a life with them. Uh, it's it's uh, very, very duplicitous, if you ask me. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, I was going to ask you about your your feeling of guilt. I know Hillary sort of touched on that already. But every time you do cheat on your wife, is it easier? I mean, now it's just about like you know checking off the boxes to make sure that it's it's a situation you know that won't fall you know blow back on on anything else. So it, it, it's kind of past the realm of is it easier? It, it's not necessarily easy. It's almost just kind of you know planning. But the the guilt aspect doesn't doesn't even does resonate. it check all check all the technical boxes. Yeah. So I have a, a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, you still have a a sexual relationship, although not fulfilling. You say with your with your wife. Mm-hmm. So when you are having these extramarital affairs, how careful are you about safety and bringing that back into your home relationship? Uh, incredibly. I mean, that's one of the that's one of the. The, those like baseline, like those feeler questions and things like that. It, it, a lot of that is really just about establishing if this is somebody that is um, someone who takes care of themselves in, in a manner where that wouldn't be a, a risk. Um, you know, finding out, you know, what, what, you know, it, there's no way of knowing if, if someone has chlamydia. Let's just get down to it for a second. You don't know if they've got herpes oh, or mean, not. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a, you know, that's a, you know, clean tests are a, a requisite for sure. Okay. Oh, really? So you do you exchange paperwork before you get down to the nitty gritty? I mean, a lot of it is. Um, I mean, I put a lot of, of demands in those situations, and I mean, a lot of, of where things come from is it's just. Um, I mean, even a lot of times when I'm with somebody who else is in a relationship, it's a lot of just. Um, you know, their needs aren't met for whatever reason, and I'm you know pretty good in the sack and, and pretty, you know, check a lot of boxes. So I can kind of push back and say, no, you need to get this done. Like, well, I've never done that before. Well, so, okay, well, I mean, you can Google how to get a STD test. Like, it's about time. You just say you're yeah. pretty good in the sack, Al? Yeah. <laughs> can I, can I, and, and this is in no way a criticism or anything like that, but I just want to, I want to say this. Anyone who's ever said that they're good in bed usually isn't. <laughs> I mean, I can I can literally provide references. <laughs> and but usually when you say you're shitty in bed, you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I'm kidding. I'm totally flawed, kidding. That's a flawed survey. I mean, I, it, flawed study. I just kind of make it up as I go along. Yeah. Al, <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you ever been in a situation where you've had an affair with somebody and? People catch feelings. It happens all the time. Doesn't matter if you say you're not going to or whatever, or they have another situation. People catch feelings. Has there ever been a close call where you thought your wife might find out? I mean, there was one, but but since then, um, and it was one that it was, uh, I wasn't 
following my own procedures in that situation. Um, and then that happened. It was it was somebody that I had dated before. Um, so those more connections, I guess you could say. Um, and that situation was unpleasant just because it was kind of a uh, more of a vindictive thing. Like, I'm going to tell because I want to get back at I'm going to hurt you. Um, and it, it didn't happen mostly because the person was moving away and I don't think that they wanted some of the blowback to, to follow them and their career. Um, but it got pretty heated back and forth. Um, but really since then, I mean, and, and you kind of alluded to, to the fact that, you know, guys who act cocky and things like that, you're just kind of assuming that they're, you know, they're not been bad or they're just no cock or whatever. I've kind of developed kind of that like false persona being a little bit more, um, kind of like that that like bullshit machismo crap but like projecting some of that stuff at the same time because it, it helps keep women away um especially when they're in relationships um to not be that supportive person like i'm just you know kind of the the stunt d for them to fall onto when they need to get over yourself <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, the That's awesome. uh, um, Al, uh, okay, can I let's get to the, the nitty gritty, okay, of a moment mm-hmm. that everybody feels right after sex when everybody's expended all their energy and all the fluids have been exchanged and you're you're lying there <laughs> and you are completely fulfilled and happy and You've 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 gotten what you wanted from the other person. How do you feel? Is there any level of guilt whatsoever in that moment? I feel utterly relaxed, like tranquil. Like I mean, we all feel relaxed and tranquil, but I'm asking you in your most honest moment, do you have any voices in your head saying, This is so wrong? It's more of you know, in those moments I'm kinda of like, Man, should I really like, you know, move on from my relationship um i mean you're are you going to be chasing women for the rest of your marriage oh god no i mean it's already dropped drastically i mean just just kids and like i said it's gotta it's gotta hit a certain a certain interest level for it to be worth it um and i'm at a point where i pretty much you know i've tried everything for the most part that i wanted to try um so a lot of times it's it's more of just like kind of that raw like i really just want to you know get off in a good way um and a lot of the time so probably in the last like five years it's kind of shifted where it's more of like instead of like finding partners so that i can try different things it's more of i find partners you know outside of mine um that they want to try things that i've already done and they've either it's either been a bad experience or you know they want to try it again with the right person or what have you um, so there's always got to be that that interest level and that connection. Um, and I've definitely noticed that it's getting um, less and less common. Um, yeah. What's getting less so, and less common? You making a connection with somebody? Uh, yeah. Just, well, you're also getting older. So your needs probably are, I mean, it's just pure physio- yeah. physiologically, your testosterone levels are going to Yeah, go but down. at the same I mean, time, I'm, Al, I'm let's always, get honest. What are you doing on FetLife? What are you looking? You are on FetLife. You're look, you're there and you're looking for something. <laughs> the answer is masturbating, yeah. Sandra. I don't know. What, is that what I it mean, is? Are you like looking to oh, make yeah, connection? You're obviously looking for something. Unless I have, you know, a partner uh, just to be able to focus day to day, like 
probably once or twice a day. It, it got to release the pipes. So and it's a fun way to, uh, so, and, and, you know, some of it's kind of like that boyer side of actually, you know, there are people that, that kind of, or at least portray themselves to have kind of like that, you know, that unicorn relationship of, uh, you know, having a stable relationship and all the, the wild stuff too. So, you know, creeping on some of those things, that, that, that's fun sport. Keeping the options open. Well, I have to ask, your wife doesn't know or she does know, but she's denying it mentally. Mm-hmm. Do any of your friends or have any of your friends known about your affairs? And have you ever worried that they might let your wife in? No, no, none of them do. And why is that? Is it because you don't want them to think less of you? You don't want to run the risk of your wife finding out? Or because... I mean, uh, it's more than anything else. It's just um, that whole, you know, if, if people don't know, they can't tell. Right. And it's, you know, somebody once said to me, uh, he was actually uh, having an affair. And he said to me, when you tell other people about your affairs, you are burdening them with a secret that they don't need to keep. It is a burden for somebody to know that. I mean, and it's not even because like they might tell you don't know that. But yeah, it's just like, why would you have me to keep your the biggest secret in your life especially if i know your spouse or something like that honestly i, I wouldn't want to know that secret um i if, mean that's that's yeah. the old, the old, and i don't know if it's true or not but the old kind of cliche of like the, the french way where it's you know it it's okay to go out and do those things but it's not okay to like bring them back home so um you know you don't um it's not something you advertise or or kind of bring in because you're you're just kind of like you're spreading that around. And I think people who do that probably are feeling guilt and they're, they're trying to say that they're not by, by having other people that, you know, that they respect or whatever kind of, uh, agree with, Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and that's not really what happens ever. Um, you know, just watching some of my friends, cause it's kind of an interesting situation where I've been doing this for a while, but some of them where they do start stepping out or you can see it. And then, um, you know, they get burned by somebody else. Um, you know, like they told, you know, they told the guys at the bar or whatever out after, you know, kickball or what have you. Um, and then they're totally shocked that it gets back to their wife. And it's like the other side of that, too, is that I think there's a lot of people that, that don't because they're afraid. And then when they see somebody else doing it, there's almost that, that you know, it goes back to that jealousy thing again. Um, and I mean, I wouldn't say that friends purposely sabotage another's relationship, but I think that sometimes people feel like if, you know, they're too afraid or they can't go outside that, uh, you know, misery loves company. So I'll just, you know, well, say a little bit too much accidentally to somebody else. I'll be honest with you. If I had a, like a, some really a good friends, which I have many, many great female friends. If I did see any of their husbands out and about with somebody else, I would not keep their secret. I would go immediately to tell their spouse. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that's almost. But it depends. If you are a first, if you are a, a tier one friend, yes. If you're a tier two friend, it's not my fucking business. Is that wrong, Hillary? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. There's so much. Well, no, because you don't want to be wrapped up in it. Because I think, like, if you bust somebody else for having an affair, I, I think there stands a possibility for them to be angry at you. Not because you actually did anything wrong, but right. you disrupted their life and it's embarrassing and you, you brought them shame, although right. unintentional. That's what they're feeling. For and sure. they can, can I tell you guys the sure. craziest fucking story of cheating that I ever, ever was part of, but not part of? It was more of a witness. 
Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, do okay, tell. Okay, many, many years ago, uh, oh, I just, I, I'll just, I'm okay, so long ago, no one would know. And the, the people who live on my street, none of them live there anymore, so I can tell this story. Um, the people who live next door to me, uh, he was military, and uh, he had a lovely wife and two children. And uh, all of a sudden, there was a lady who lived across the street from us, and she was divorced. And she became really good friends with the wife. And every day I'd see them crossing the street back and forth, back and forth. And um, I noticed that she was spending a lot of time at the house even when the wife was gone. Like she was best friends with the husband too. And I thought, strange. There was, um, they had a house party because uh, the husband was going off to do a tour of duty. And then we had this, she had a crazy, crazy house party. And the night ended with her catching her husband uh, having sex with her best friend. And the whole thing, you know, what's uh, funny. I, I, I suspected for months that it was going on. And the wife asked me, you know, days later, did you know this was happening? I said, no, I actually didn't know it was happening. But I thought I saw something that seemed off between the two of them. Yes. And she condemned me. And she said, well, you should have told me immediately. And I thought, well... <laughs> I didn't actually see his dick in her, so it was hard for me to really know. Did I think they were flirty? Yeah. Is that something you tell a wife? Nah, you don't go there. She knew. I think that's I think that's where I draw the line, though. Like, not that there isn't a line to be drawn before that. Of course, I in my relationship, I w- should hope that there is no infidelity. But it would hurt more if it was an ongoing affair that had emotional attachments versus just sex and getting your rocks off. Yeah. Yeah, but you, it sounds to me, uh, Al, that you're looking for all of those things. You are looking for the emotional attachment. You're looking for that connection with somebody. And that makes it far worse, in my opinion. I mean, it's not really like a, it's more of like a sexual, like shared interest, shared fetishes, shared fantasies, that kind of a thing. I mean, nothing else, really. So I don't know if that falls into your definition. Well, are you falling in love? Do you use the, do you use that dreaded L word? Oh, God, no, no. And, like, do you keep your conversation to the sexual stuff? Or are you calling or chatting with this person about shit that happened at work that would be normally stuff that you go to your wife for support for? Like, that's, it's the whole Dave Grohl, Foo Fighters, are they getting the best of you thing for me? Like, are you... That's not, um, I mean, maybe a little bit, but but nothing more than I would tell, like, you know, kind of that, would you say that... The, the t-shirt tertiary friend or, you know, the secondary friend, like nothing more than I would, I would share with with someone at that level. Tier two. Um, (laughs) Tier two. Yeah. I mean, it's just not, um, doesn't help get my rocks off. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not an emotional affair. That wouldn't be how you would describe it. Like your work wife. And then all of a sudden you're fucking, but also have Mm -hmm. that relationship as well. No, I mean I've definitely I've I've definitely had situations where I've had what you could call a you know a work wife or something like that, and I mean uh, generally those situations are I'm very intentional in making sure that nothing else comes from them. Um, I've had a couple of times where you know if females in that situation that I've been working with, just because the field that I work in, there's you know a, a high high percentage of of females. Um, where you know something happened and they broke up with a spouse or broke up with a partner or whatever and then they were pushing for more and i'm very intentional about separating that and it just kind of goes back to the the, the rules of of play so to speak where that's that's a, a big no-no as well um that you know anything work related doesn't happen 
Um, so. Uh, Al, one of the reasons why we wanted to do this podcast is that we wanted to get into the, the brain of uh, somebody who is a serial che- cheater. But, you know, hearing your story, I mean, it, it, I know everybody's story is different and everybody's got their own shit. And some people do it for sports. Some people do it like in your case, you're, you admit you're not fulfilled in many ways in your own marriage, yet not at the point where you want to leave it. I, I can't say that I've walked away from this podcast feeling like I understand men any better then I wanted to understand them. That's not on you, Al. It's just that you guys are you're, not, si- you're simple, but you're complicated. You understand it. I mean, it, it, it's, it's kind of like trying to, to understand why a river flows the way it flows. That's just how water works. I think we're all fucked. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm starting to think it's just it's all fucked. And people cheat for reasons, good reasons and bad reasons. It's, it, it, it just is what Here's it is. One thing I know, being somebody who's, you know, is that. I myself am still utterly astounded when I, you know, kind of how many people really have um, cheated is significantly higher even than I think polls and things show um, because there's, it's just, um, you know, whether or not they're serial or not, I think is a different, is a whole different issue. But, but I think far more people have than they'll admit to because um, you know, it's kind of a thing. Like if, if it was a totally anonymous survey, um, I feel like the the numbers would be a little bit higher in some ways. Um, you know, that's just kind of it, it's all anecdotal. But um, you know, when I kind of let that flag fly, it's pretty crazy. Like it goes from being you know kind of like the the work person where it's like, oh wow, yeah, you've been in this relationship, okay, cool. To oh wow, you too, yeah. I mean, only like once or twice, but but yeah, I mean, it's it's just you know, it, it was just, and then you know, somebody gives their their X, Y, and Z. You know, everybody's got that X, Y, and Z, and you know, they kind of joke about it in movies and things of like, you know, who's your celebrity screw or whatever it is. But I think that it, it's more than that. Like there's always like, you know, there's the, the need that you have. There's there's the reason that it's not getting fulfilled. And then there's that person that they can fit it. Um, and when those things line up, uh, I think more often than not, people do go for it. And I think with social media and stuff, it's a little bit easier to kind of cast that net. Right. Um, and I think that, that a lot, it, so many people, whether or not they say it, say it or not, like they're kind of casting that that um, you know when you see it when they have you know when they're like their one social media account is very like I'm a parent, this is me, and then you know they've got this other one that that's maybe not as popular and they don't post to as much, but it, it it's got a a little bit of a different vibe to it, um, especially stuff you know any of the the stuff that disappears after 24 hours, you'll see people posting kind of a little bit a little bit more risky or a little bit more honest, um, you know showing some of the cracks and the the perfect family facade. Um, and I think it's all there. I think that um, it's a lot easier to find your X, Y, and Z now than uh, it was 10, 20 years ago. But I think that, that there was a lot, a lot even then. Um, and there's probably a lot more people that were unfulfilled. It was just it, that expectation that you had to stay in a relationship and, and, you know, you can't search and find these things and that you know, this, this interest or desire that you have is, it's just crazy because, you know, nobody else has that. And now you can get on the internet and be like, Oh, well, actually a lot of people do. So I'm not crazy. Al, do you think when your kids are grown, you and your wife will still be together? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Um, you know, but it won't, it, ironically, it won't be related to that stuff. Um, but Maybe. So are there other cracks in your relationship outside of the sex? Uh, yeah. 
I mean, they're, they're everybody's setbacks. I, I, yeah, I'm hearing that too. Actually, I, yeah, I, I, I picked up on. I, I know everybody has problems in their relationship. Um, I'm sorry to hear that you don't think that you're going to last or work out whatever, and that it's not. I mean, at the end of the day, the sex is going to go as you age and so on. So you actually have to like, like each other to some degree, right? Yeah, it's 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 almost like as um, and it's kind of funny, like as that that side of things is met, um, it was almost like that was kind of the focus, like, oh, you know, the bedroom, the bedroom, the bedroom. But but as I'm kind of at the point where I'm, you know, getting that taken care of and, and looking at other things and um, ironically being a better spouse now that I'm not so resentful of all of that stuff like I can kind of see that the, the relationship is not as uh as give and take on a lot of other, other levels as well that I never really focused on because I was too busy you know yeah trying to get my rocks off so Al thanks for coming on that, Al, Al from Fat Life thanks for coming on the podcast today and shedding a little bit of light on uh the you know I want to say the brain of a serial cheater but I mean I, I it's a it's not probably your favorite a label. I don't think anyone would love that label. Uh, you know, you're just a guy who maybe isn't in the best situation. And I see, and I don't want to be judgmental. I see that, you know, you're doing what you're doing, but I hope, I hope for you again, no judgment that you can live a more honest life in the future. I really do. Yeah. And I think, um, not the best label, but it, I'm content with it. I mean, I've gotten you know, some exploits that, that other people would, would other men would die for. And at the same time, I've had a you know, a, a stable home as well. It's not, you know, it's not perfect, but it's, um, you know, for the most part, it, it's filled, uh, it's filled the needs that needed to be, not necessarily in the traditional manner, but it, it got the job done at the end. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Al, for coming on the podcast. We appreciate it. No, thanks for having me. You know, have a Thanks so much, Al. Have a great day. This episode is over, but the conversation doesn't have to be. Follow Hillary and Sandra on social. Instagram at Hillary on Air at Sandra Kiss 1053. Twitter at Hillary Welch at Sandra Kiss 1053. And on Facebook at Quick and Dirty Podcast. Got a question? Email Hillary and Sandra, the quick and the dirty at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can download the podcast each week to your mobile device to listen offline. Find the quick and the dirty on FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com, iTunes, or wherever you download your podcasts.